Okay. Now, let's take it from the top. This is the Lowdown Sports Show. Give me the lowdown. With Drew. I just heard your dad might already hate you, and I was like, yeah. what, brother? Oh, man. And BJ. Yeah, he could be a part of the mascot's entourage and, and be throwing t-shirts into the crowd. <laughs> and it all starts right now. All right, welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Before I get into anything else, I just want to say that the Texas Rangers are World Series champions for the first <laughs> time ever. Let's you called it, man. All those Ooh. all those years of waiting, you called it back in July, right? Right after the trade deadline? Yes. Or maybe August. Yes, right around that I, area. I don't remember what when it was. I wanted to believe, but until I saw the call third strike. I my heart was like I can't take no more heartbreak, man. Can't take no heartbreak, Drew. Luckily, BJ, I didn't see it. <laughs> I <laughs> fell asleep, so I didn't get to see it. The last two innings before we took off and uh, got up to five nothing, I missed them. I missed them, so I didn't get to see when we were at the two out point. I didn't get to feel that anxiety like we felt twelve years ago. But I got to see the joy when I woke up. Oh, my Rangers got it done. Oh, we scored four more runs. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, you could think a, think a little bit of an error and then a home run. Shout out to Mr. Corey Seager, the World Series MVP. Yeah, and Marcus Simeon finally came along. Oh, too. yeah. Shout out to those Rangers. Shout out to the Rangers, man. Anyway, guys, we're going to talk some basketball today. We got a lot to talk about. We haven't talked about NBA and WNBA for a while. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is what this show is about. WNBA and NBA is what you're supposed to do. Well, I mean, you're right. But we had Coach Tripp come on by last episode. We were talking college basketball with our man, Coach Tripp. Yes, sir. And we missed the week before. So that's just how that goes. We're going to get you caught up because we're going around the association today, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of basketball, new partnership in the NBA, talking about that in-season tournament. Got some new courts. They don't look too bad, I guess. Um, week one we'll done pass now. Some Maybe some overreactions, reactions about how things are going. I'm, I mean, we're, Dallas Mavericks undefeated. Wimby's uh, the greatest player that's ever played the basketball game. That's what I keep hearing, Drew. Man, James <laughs> Harden got traded. He's got a new team again? Oh, man. Talking about that. What year is this? No. <laughs> WNBA draft lottery coming up next month. Dig into that a little bit. Aces had a little bit of fun after going back to back. This is our first time talking about that as well in their championship parade and all the antics that have ensued ever since then as well. Uh, Chicago Sky finally shoring things up. They got a head coach not too long ago last time we spoke, and now they got a GM. And Portland expansion – Things are a little shaky on that right now. We got to talk about what went wrong with with what went wrong there, and that's what we're doing around the association today. BJ's best. What's on Drew's mind? With a quit, of course, all on tap. And before we get into everything, we want to shout out our partners, T Public Fanatics and Seat Geek. Seat Geek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use code the Lowdown in all caps. That's T H A Lowdown in all caps for twenty dollars off your first order. 
And this show is also presented by Stat Head. My man BJ's got a stat of the episode. That I do, Drew. It's early in the season, so you can take this to be all the kind of overreactions that you want it to be. Uh, overreactions for the first week are, are coming up here later on in the show. But, Drew, you can find out things like this on Stat Head for, through our partners over there. So far, you've got through the first four or five games for everybody here this season, uh, there are only three players, Drew. There are only three defenders that have held their opponents below 25% with that, their opponents having shot at least 25 field goal attempts so far this year. Okay. OG and Anobi is okay. at 22.9% against him. He's okay. a lockdown defender. Kentavious Caldwell Pope is at 22.2% defensive field goal percentage. I mean, he might be an MVP candidate, as well as Shea Gilgis-Alexander for sure. But the defender that has the best number, the person that has defended and has the best field goal percentage allowed against him, that's a lower number, not a higher number, is Victor Wimbayama. 20% his opponents are shooting against him. I mean, it's tough to get the basketball over the seven foot guy. I know, I know he's tall, but he's, I mean, you, you can make shots over tall defenders. It's all about geometry and angles and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it is still early. So this could fit into overreactions already. (laughs) Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying anything by it. I'm just saying that's what the stats say, Drew. I know what that text message said, too. <laughs> I never say anything bad about the Mavericks, either. The Mavericks might be the best team in basketball to this point. Hey, that's what I like to hear. Okay, that's an overreaction. But <laughs> That's the stat of the episode, Drew. Thanks to Boom. our friends over at StatHead for that. Thank you, Mr. BJ, for our stat of the episode. Let's go ahead and get digging into things. Uh, we don't. I guess we could... Nah, let's wait. We'll get we'll dig into the overreactions in a minute. Uh, let's start off with this new partnership for the NBA here. Mm-hmm. NBA is then partnered with uh, Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and uh, Skims, an underwear brand that uh, that she uh, that she holds down over there. To the, that quote together, she Skims. It, right? Yeah, she owns it. Together, Skims and the NBA will connect people of all backgrounds through fashion, sport, and talent, said Kardashian, the co-founder and creative director of the Skims brand. Skims wasted no time establishing itself, man. I've seen uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander as a as a brand rep for him as well. I mean, the WNBA is within this partnership as well, yeah. as well as USA Basketball. So Skims partnering with the NBA, WNBA, and USA Basketball. And uh, big time, big time move here from Kim Smart. Yeah, Smart it, move. Ju- it just launched a, maybe a week or so ago back at the near the end of October. And they're already Pretty. planning big time, you know, ways to see how the partnership is, is going to be utilized when you go to the All-Star game throughout the in-season tournament that begins here in the not too distant future. It's they're yep. they're going all out to to make this partnership work and, and to really put it out there for uh for, for all of the, the people that have interest in it. Yeah, and having guys like Shea Gilgis-Alexander already modeling the product for him, it definitely helps when he's a top 10 player in the league right now. So it's uh it's something that's already making waves in the W players. They like it for sure. When they saw this news, they were excited about 
the partnership. They'll definitely be on board. And I mean, of course, this partnership is huge for for all three aspects, NBA, WNBA, and USA Basketball, which will branch for, of course, both WNBA and NBA players continually. So that will be good. And, uh, man, that is a, it's a nice partnerships. Uh, it's a multi-year partnership, too, by the way. I don't remember if I mm-hmm. mentioned that. Uh, You're going to see it virtually everywhere with the, you know, signage at the games during broadcast as well yep. as on the social commercials. You'll probably Digital. hear live reads from the broadcasters mm-hmm. throughout it. So you'll see a lot more skins. I don't know if you'll see necessarily see pictures of Shea Gilders <laughs> Alexander in, in his underwear in the middle of a game. But uh, that might, might be a little disconcerting if you did. You will, you will see ads nonetheless, and you will hear, you will hear them for sure. But that Absolutely. is what's going on in uh, something immediate for the NBA with their partnership with Skims. Not going to expand too much on that because I don't know too much about her underwear. So I haven't tried it. I don't have any Skims. I don't have any Skims. No. Uh, is it, it's what the, this is like the shape shifting or whatever, maybe? I'm not even sure, but it's probably too much for a pair of <laughs> I, I don't know the price, but just to guess, just like glorified sliders or something. I don't know. I, just I, I thought they were. Things. What I've heard is they're supposed to be form fitting. Is what I thought. So, I mean, like, I mean, it's supposed to sliders boxes. I, I mean, those aren't necessarily accentuating. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. <laughs> enough. Moving on, uh, let's talk about this James Harden trade. BJ, it happened late in the night. We were sleeping. Yes. In the early part of this week, and James Harden has finally got his way out of Philly, and he's now in L.A. with the Clippers. Reunited with Russell Westbrook, out there with Kawhi, out there with Paul George. I mean. So much superpowers. This is is just incredible. I I think that, you know, we, we both expected this to happen. I think that if we were being honest, though, we didn't expect it to be this soon in the season, though. If, yeah, once, I didn't once they made it, it past like the fast. yeah, once once they made it past that initial point in like the summer where all the deals go down and the blockbusters happen, you really don't expect anything until closer to the trade deadline. But this one, you know, in the height of what everybody else, you know, nationally was talking about in terms of like the NFL trade deadline, this one was really the one that was stealing the show, as you'd expect it to. Yeah, and 76ers out of this deal. They're going to get Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, K.J. Martin, an unprotected 2028 first-round pick via the Clippers, uh, two second-round picks via the Clippers, first-round pick from the Thunder, and a first-round pick swap via the Clippers. And the Clippers are going to get Harden, of course, P.J. Tucker, and I hope I don't butcher this guy's last name, Philip Petrusiv or Petrusiv. One of those two are correct. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> but that's uh, what the deal is going. That's what the deal is going for. Um, Clippers lost a little bit of depth, not a ton, because they still. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of firepower. They've out got there. a lot of power. Yeah. They still got plenty of plenty of weapons for the team out there. Even though they lost to the Lakers last night in OT, uh, to LeBron's monster game in season number twenty-one. Uh, um, they still have the they still have plenty of, of weapons out there to, to continue to win games. Uh, yeah. 
And I mean, this this really has to show that I think the process is dead now at this point. Oh, yeah. The, the process has been dead. I saw there. a graphic. It had a, an X on Jimmy Butler, an X on Ben Simmons, an X James on Markel Fultz, yeah. an X on who else did you say? Harden, of course. Yeah, Harden. But yeah. I think there was, uh, was it um, Tobias Harris? Was he also X'd out or was he part of that? No, graphic? no, no, no. Tobias is still there. He's I knew still, he was still there, but I didn't remember if he was on that graphic or not. No, 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 not Tobias wasn't on there. Okay. I know Embiid is probably the only one anymore. that's still on the graphic. Yep, there. he was the one in the middle, the only one in color. Everybody else was grayed. Mm. Was grayed but no, uh, Clippers got a unique thing here with uh, with Harden joining the fold. Don't know how it's going to work out. We still have yet to see it play at a game. Harden was on the bench of the game against the Lakers, so he was not a yeah. part of that. Uh, win. Don't know how much he would have contributed. Don't know which version of Harden we're going to get. You know, there's some still people, questions about if he's in shape or not, ready yes. for like season shape. Some people are thinking. I mean, there's been times where he's like he's come up chubby, and then it's he's gotten it away pretty fast, and then yeah. gotten to, to hoop and going crazy again. But like, which version of James Harden are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that like Gilbert Gilbert Arenas was saying? Like, oh, now that he's got this trade, he's going to go over to LA and be like. Harden wilding out back to his Houston days. Yes, Harden of the Houston days. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get that? Or are we gonna get, you know, lazy Harden? Are we gonna get this the lumpy version of Harden we saw in Brooklyn and some parts of uh, Philly? Like, what 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 are we getting here? And like, how does how does the blend mix with those other three stars? You know, Westbrook. They were still trying to work out his pecking order and how much he should be doing. You saw the clip earlier in the season this year of uh you know that last second turnaround shot by Westbrook after Kawhi missed the three and you see Kawhi in the background slamming the ground how's this gonna work like does does Russell still stay there I mean there's still I mean him and Harden's relationship is not perfect that is for sure right now um even though when they're together they're a dynamic duo but I mean Russ left for a reason out of Houston (laughs) back years ago and uh you know how's it gonna all mesh will it mesh I mean, they have the star power, but will the heads butt? Will they be able to keep all four around and see what it can do, or will it end up being a big three of just Harden, Kawhi, and PG? Maybe, maybe this is an overreaction since we're still early in the season, but I just I don't think it's going to work out. I think one of the pieces is going to be gone by the deadline. I'm not sure. I think, if, like you were saying, it's it's going to be Russ that's the odd man out just because uh, you look at his last few years and he really has not – you know, he's, he's a great player and he's gifted and, and everything like that. But has he really kind of, you know, become a face or an identity of a team at this point? I don't think so. Uh, and, you know, he wasn't going to be that in, in with the Clippers. And now that they've got Harden in there with Kawhi and PG and Harden, there may be too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. I, I, I just don't see it working out where them, you know. Harden does do this. I mean, he's that's that is true. Yeah. <sighs> Chef, Chef Harden, Chef Hardon, or uh, Hard Boy ID, or Boy ID. What, what, what am I even trying to say? Did I have a stroke? Um, Chef Harden or, or Chef Boy ID? What are the two? Uh, we'll just as long as it, you're not trying to combine the two again. No, no. <laughs> I don't think I, that was not the intent at first. I don't know what happened. I'll be honest. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, Harden got a new home in uh, LA with the Clippers. We'll see how it goes. 
and see what those games look like. When is the next time they play, BJ? Uh, I would imagine Clippers. Saturday, Sunday, sometime over the weekend. Since I'm they not last sure. Night. Could be tomorrow. I mean, it could be one. Of the, they play Monday. They got the weekend. Wow. They got a long break in between the game last night. I'm not tripping here. They, they home it's Monday. Yeah, weekend off. Look at they that. home on Monday or what? Uh no, they're on the road. They're going okay. to New York, actually. Okay. So well, that's what we'll see Harden at the Garden. Ooh. And then against the Nets. Marquee matchup uh primetime broadcast on or uh, national TV broadcast for the Harden game in, in New York. Nope. Oh. Maybe they should flex it. Don't think maybe. <laughs> but they've got uh in season tournament game, Mavs Clippers next that's, Friday, so hmm. Uh, well, never mind. They'll flex it. <laughs> That'll be massive. Like now, Luca's yeah. got like uh, how many? How many stars do the Clippers have to get to beat Luka Doncic? How, how, how many do they need? How many do Luka, they need? Luca and Kyrie. I mean, and Kyrie's missed some, a couple games here to start the year. So, yeah. just yeah. imagine the Mavs are playing as good as they are, and well, they're not even hundred percent. You need LeBron too. You got to get LeBron too to get past Luca. I mean, how many more stars do you need? But uh, yes. right, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Harden in That's- his new home. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be interesting. Uh, more NBA things. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about those overreactions since we've already been doing some overreacting already. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and throw a little overreaction into the ring, but I'm going to harken back to my preseason playoff teams list to back it up so it's not totally an overreaction because I've been thinking this all along. I've had the okay. vision. I've had the vision, BJ. You had the vision. Overreaction. Uh, to, Okay, I guess it is an overreaction. Mavericks going to be a top three seed in the West by the end of it. I mean, BJ, I, I had him pegged as the the four seed for the playoffs this year. Yeah, and I had him five. We're undefeated right now. I mean, when was the last time the Mavericks have won this many games without losing? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I, I saw somewhere that they they hadn't started two and zero, let alone three or four and zero to a season going back to probably 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. It was, it was back around the time that they, they won the title last, um, yeah, but it doesn't happen. No. We don't win early in the season. Usually, no, usually close it's games. a clicker. Yeah. We like drop games against the, the Kings when they were bad and whoever else we'd be playing early in the year. We Phoenix, just, Phoenix is initial, like Phoenix has always been somebody that they yeah, start the season off against and they end up losing, especially if it's in Phoenix. But possible overreaction, Mavs, not just a top five seed, a top three seed. The way they've started this season, BJ, is just impressive. The early, early clicking on uh, – even though Jason Kidd's still doing some questionable things, man. And, I mean, we've had periods where we don't see Lively for like a half or nowhere yeah. near as many times or many minutes as we saw him the night before. He's yeah. been bitching Hardy as well. Uh, why are we? Why do we have so much Tim Hardaway? Thanks for the 20-plus points in this last game. But come on. Everybody's talking about yeah. the future and Jaden Hardy and what we need him for. And even Jason Kidd did the babble. What are you sitting the boy for? What are we playing Timmy so much for? They're the yeah. same guy. Well, they do the same things. Yeah. Not necessarily the same guy. Timmy's a big old microwave. I almost said the big wrong word there. He's a big bleeping microwave. <laughs> you know what he is. He's in, I just, I don't know. But I think the Mavericks will continue this with or without Kyrie. And I see he's, he's currently doubtful. 
And uh, with a foot injury, I believe is where his injury is at right now. So that's why I foot injury. Him. Concerned about that a little bit. I'm not not too. I'm not the happiest when with seeing foot injuries. Never good when you're when you're a player like Kyrie that is so dynamic and uh, his ability yeah. and popping on a dime. You know his handles don't just do it. That footwork is in there too. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm confident in the Mavericks. You know uh, I. I've been watching more Rangers than Mavericks lately, admittedly, but I've watched enough Mavericks to know what we're talking about here. Going to yeah. be watching them again here soon. we got more games coming on, but Mavericks are, are looking good early. I've seen what Lively is able to give us. It's yeah. really good. I mean, it's exactly what I wanted, you know, previously. Same and, with me. And, and this might be, you know, not that there was really much of a reason, but – now there's even more reason to cut as many minutes from Dwight Powell as you can and give them to Derek Lively. He's he's and people he's have been uh, yeah, Dwight hasn't done so bad this year. I mean, no. I, I always see where we're at with Dwight Powell and know where we definitively stand on Dwight. I mean, as long as he's doing good things out there, I'm okay with it yeah. for the most part. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm I agree on the front of don't take the minutes away from Lively because I mean that's your your future center right there. I mean, yeah. going forward, that's, that's, that's what you want this to be. And I mean, Dwight should be a more complimentary role. I mean, it, I know it's mm-hmm. kind of habit at this point to throw him in and do those things that you've always wanted him to do. And I mean, he knows the team, knows the system, you know, yeah. he, he's been able to mold with anybody. He's, he's good lob threat. And sometimes, he, sometimes he can randomly go off and have a really good time out there. And you'll think he's Blake Griffin for a second. And, and sometimes he'll, Sometimes he'll jump and bang his head on a low hanging. Yeah, board, some so. he sometimes he's Bambi out there. I mean, it just <laughs> it just it's it's what Dwight Powell is. At this point. Yeah, but need to see as much lively as possible. As long as he's giving you good good minutes out there. I mean, if he's out there getting cooked. I mean, try something else, of course. But you know when he's not trying to give this rookie some work. Got to give him yeah. a run to get out there and get better. Um, but yeah, that's that's overreaction from me for. For the Mavericks, uh, let me take a look. I believe I had another one here. Let me look at the team so far. Um, let's see. I think the Orlando Magic are going to be better than what was overall expected. They're two and two right now, and they've lost some ones where they were like, where they were in it for the majority of the game, and then just kind of blow it at the yeah. end. The Clippers game being an example of that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Magic team has always had a whole lot of talent on it, a whole lot of young talent though, and yeah, you know that that's their problem. No superstar power out there. I mean, young budding superstar in Paolo Bancaro, but still a whole lot of youth out there that's not really, you know, ready for for the big time. Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally got some guys healthy. Jonathan Isaac coming back has been good for them, but um, I guess what I want to say about the Orlando Magic, as far as an overreaction, I mean, I kind of said it. Uh, they'll just be better than what we expected. They'll be a feisty play-in. Yeah, I was about to say. You think the ceiling is about the play-in? Yeah, I, I think they'll be they'll be pesky at the play-in. Not necessarily a lock for it or anything on the bottom end. Even I, I yeah. think they'll be pesky for it. But hanging around that 10, 11, 12 range. And if Paolo just continues to get better, Franz as well, and they stay healthy, they, yeah. they'll be a pesky team. Kind of like the Pistons will probably continue to be pesky because a healthy Cade Cunningham has been a problem already so far this year. They're two and three, but I mean, they're right there with the, with the magic in terms of uh, the early season win loss. I mean, it's super early, whole lot of season left to, uh, to go, but I mean, 
early early indications are allowed. Uh, do you have any overreactions about this early going, BJ? We mentioned one. Yeah, I, I do have an overreaction. Uh, at this point, I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is the MVP of the season. Ooh. Like I said, it's obviously early, Drew, Luke but I've got. Hello. What's up? Luca says hello. I, I say hello right back to Luca, but I'll give you some numbers to back it up, Drew. You look okay. at box score production as compared to fantasy points. Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging so far 52.3 fantasy points per game. When you extrapolate that out through the course of a season, give him about 68 games or so, that average or, or that total points becomes 3,556.4 fantasy points per game, which would be the fourth highest of any player going back to Derrick Rose 2011 and in more than Derrick Rose in 2011 had at this point. The only players that had more were James Harden 2018, Russell Westbrook 2017, and Steph Curry in 2016. He outperforms Rose and Steph Curry 2015. Uh, Gilgis Alexander's season numbers at this point are almost the same as it was of the last, or almost the same as the last five previous MVP guards at 52.1 fantasy points per game. So I, I think it's, it's, it's obviously it's too early to say, but keep up this production, stay healthy. And we could be talking about an MVP in OKC named SGA. Uh, I wish, see, now that we're on this part of it, I wish I could find this graphic I saw earlier about Luca and something he did. Uh, since mm -hmm. uh, the first time since Steph in like 2015 did, it. I don't remember what it was, and I, yeah, I don't know where it was on my timeline to find it now. <laughs> you lucked out, BJ. Um, but, um, hey, so I want Curry, Luca to I, win I it too. Have, I do have something for, for Luca though. I don't know what his average is at now because he's had a game since I last peeked at it, but I was on good old DraftKings, and you talk about mm -hmm. averages in you said fantasy, right. Yeah, fantasy points per okay. game. I don't know necessarily his fantasy averages. I'd have to look at those. I don't have them on my team. But DraftKings so far in the points he accumulates uh, over there, he was averaging 70-plus per. I don't yeah. know about this last game and where it factors in now. It might just be a hair below 70, but still. I was just going based off of ESPN scoring system. Right. So. Okay. Uh, Luca is tied for with uh, Jokic as co-favorites right now, betting odds to win the MVP. If you look what at that they number, uh, plus four hundred. Plus four hundred. You got Jokic yeah. and Doncic at four, plus four hundred. Tatum's at plus six fifty. Giannis at plus eight hundred. Joel Embiid at plus a thousand. Steph plus eleven hundred, and Devin Booker plus fifteen hundred. SGA is eighth shortest odds at plus eighteen hundred to this point. Ah. Uh. I would, I would toss twenty bucks on Embiid and put a lot more on Luca. Yeah, depending. Well, at a certain point in the season, if I see twenty straight games from him, okay. Well, no, the odds would be different. Dang it! Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, get it now. See if it. Uh, if maybe it you can now. cash it out if if he has a couple of slunkers. I'd do it now. Yeah. All right, and the last thing we want to take a look at before we transition into BJ's best is this. Uh, in-season tournament again. They got in-season tournament courts for all 30 right. teams. I think it's very interesting. Uh, maybe you could probably uh, – let me forecast this for the future. You can probably see the WNBA testing something like this out in the future. Um, you know, they've been bouncing ideas and, and testing things off of each other for years now. So, yeah. And uh, this is definitely a first to, to what they've got. Obviously, the in-season tournament itself is a first, but little did we expect to see – um, in season tournament courts 
every game. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's similar to what they've done with like the different jerseys, you know, different Jersey, you have a different court. It's, it's all kind of, you know, an homage almost that, that, you know, whatever kind of the theme is, there's going to be a court, there's going to be a Jersey and, and it's going to mm-hmm. all really be a beautiful visual product. Right. Um, the courts, which will be used for group playing in the quarterfinals, showcase a bold and distinctive design scheme league-wide, making it instantly clear to fans when a game carries NBA in-season tournament implications. The unified look represents the first time that the league has implemented an alternate court for all 30 teams. This will also mark the first time that the Boston Celtics, Chicago Bulls, Los Angeles Lakers, New Orleans Pelicans, and Portland Trailblazers will play on an alternate court in the history of their franchises. Wow. That is wow. interesting. I guess it's just the uh, the longevity of it, I guess. I don't know. They just play on the old classic courts that they're used to. I mean, the Chicago Bulls got their same old logo. As they've never rebranded any bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still got the old bull with the horns. They still. I mean, I'm sure they got alternates. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, the thing those- that's interesting to me when you look at these, and I don't know if you have. A picture i'm looking at one right now yeah i do i mean it's just it's kind of we'd have to go through this article together but i can share mm-hmm. this, this screen here i think it's amazing that each of these like all of these courts are painted so you don't see anything like any wood color or anything like that every right. single every single bit of it is is painted so you can look right there there's atlanta with the the light blue you've got boston with the distinct celtic green there's I think new, that the, one looks really dope. I like the I like the Celtics right now. That's the best one we've seen early on. Brooklyn's all right, not up there. Charlotte's okay, but I, I think I'd like more teal. Yeah. Chicago's is all right. Chicago's I mean, is pretty. I, I like Chicago's. I'm glad. Not as much as I like. I think Boston's is better, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I would go with Boston's. Up. Well, yeah. I really like the red. Yeah, maybe the red's Boston. good, but I think it'd be Boston then Chicago right now for me. Cavs is okay, but I think that that's kind of a little wood colored almost. That the Mavs one's all right. I, I'm not, I would have liked some more blue out of us. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it, it could have been worse. Right. Denver Nuggets fifty two eighty five thousand two hundred eighty feet above sea level. The Mile High City, but boo! I know it's it's kind of tough if you don't know that to to know that it's Denver. Yeah, but still the random. I'm I'm not gonna say random. We know what it means, but yeah, the Mile High basketball. No, just there's something about it that just doesn't hit for me. Detroit, no, not up there. What is it about the center court part that's just weirding me out when they on I, I know it's it's on all of them. I like the no, the, just some designs that look, looks more different than I don't know. It just I don't know. I don't know what it is or how to how to describe what I'm thinking of here. But like some of them, like the stripe some of them is... hit me differently than the other ones. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, just the color scheme might just be too strong for what the like the court is like. If the court was black, I probably wouldn't have a have a problem. The with red it. stripe would be all right. Yeah, the gray is just like mm, I don't know if that fits right. But no. Anyway, San Fran, Golden State. Mm. I'm not a fan of the brown and the yellow. Nope. Weird. H Town is okay, but I would I'd say that's still behind Chicago. Indy. It looks like Comic Sans almost. I would have rather them had the Pacer logo in the middle. And yeah, I know. I don't understand that. Whatever. 
Clips, boom. Bad, but not great. Lakers is is pretty good. I mean, for for an alternate, that's you know still honoring kind of what they're always. They kept it very, very, very Lakers similar. Didn't, yeah, didn't change a whole lot. You see, Boston had a different font in Boston in the middle. Yeah, Lakers just smacked their logo. Didn't do anything else. Yeah, Memphis Grizz. It's probably mm. the best looking gray court that I've seen. Yeah, I think so, but it's still not up there to me, at least. Right. He, I like the I red. The Bulls one might look better than this I, one. Yeah, does. it is. The Bulls is still better. Milwaukee's isn't know. bad, but it's weird, like tan almost. Yeah, it's a cream city and cream. Yeah, they're cream there, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. With and maybe the these will look different when we actually see the them in the stadiums. But I'm, I'm not with this one. Yeah. T Wolves. All right. They didn't do too much. No, but it's not bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's simple and to the point. <laughs> the they didn't they didn't go crazy with the colors. Like this is one no. of those where I'm okay. Like it's a slight color change and doesn't throw everything off. Just different versions of blue. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right. Now I got a problem. <laughs> Who did the Joker get a hold of this one for the so Pelicans? I, I feel like this is this is like a this is honoring the Mardi Gras and, and like yeah. uh, the baby yeah. cake, but it, the Pelican logo is almost impossible to see. To it's an ugly, it's a lucky, ugly iteration colors on that Pelican right now. Yes. Yeah. I should have done something different with that. But it is definitely a Joker esque feel. New York, New York, I mean, that's, Knicks. that's pretty similar to what New York always does, it feels like. I don't know if I would I mean, I feel like they made it, I don't know if I like the font on the New York. Like, you could have gone somewhere else, it would have been a better font here in the middle. Yeah, I think just because of the shadowing. Like the shadow. Yeah, I don't like the shadow on this. It, it might even be better if you flip the colors, have orange on top and white on bottom. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how much of a difference that'll make, but. especially with the dark blue stripe there underneath. Yeah, that could have yeah. been that could have been really good. I, I think, think that, that's that's all right, but it could have been much better. Had potential. Okay, see Thunder, I like okay, this. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then down bottom, they got the state. Yeah, I saw and that with the like uh, with the Bucks at the center court as opposed to down at the bottom. And we've already seen this logo iteration from them because they have a jersey edition that is yeah that, that color. I would imagine that's what they'll wear. Ooh. I love the magic, especially okay. the star. That's you know that's I've, I've always been the throwback jerseys. Exactly, that's what I was just about to say. I've always been Fire. somebody that loves the throwbacks. That's exactly the what I would want. This is now the best gray court. That's the best gray court for sure. That's I think that top Chicago. I, I have Boston still number one though. I don't know, man. I'm Boston. I'm have to look at Boston Chicago. again. I might. Uh, magic might overtake it. Um, 76ers. That's not I, bad. I, I'm getting tired of the brotherly love stuff. They forced <laughs> it on their uh, city edition jerseys, which we'll talk about at some point. Uh, yeah. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that when we talk city edition jerseys. Um, but I think this is a eh. yeah, not Phoenix. one of the better red courts for sure. Oh, Phoenix Suns. I like not the bad the here, purple, but it's not bad. No, it's not. I like the, what the the design at the bottom. Yeah, I feel it's, like it's we need some more orange though. Yeah, it definitely needs some orange. orange. Heck, I might have been better if the court was orange. 
The pur- purple is like a throwback to the Nash days. If they just throw yeah, a little but orange then in there. The orange mostly, yeah. though. That's what stinks. Boo. Yeah. All right, Toriel Blazers, Rip City. Eh, not one eh. of the better red courts. Yeah. Sacramento King. Okay. Sacramento. It's looks like bad. a Premier League logo at midcourt, though. Like it looks like a lion with a crown on. Do you, do you see that? It is. Okay. It's not bad, but it's an interesting choice. The Spurs. Spurs always get Viva La with it. Yeah, that's the uh, Fiat, the uh, yes, Tower of Americas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Man. I like the Fiesta look. Not bad. Not bad. I almost wish it like was brighter, honestly. Which yeah, I don't feel like I would ever ask for. <laughs> and and that's the thing is that with these, they might look better and like actually with the lights on them. Ooh, I'm Toronto. They're rocking it. That's pretty. This nice. is how you go simple colors and just kill it here. And with the gray, the dark gray, and and the or the darker gray with the lighter gray, you know that's the only thing that I might have done differently if I was nitpicking, which is is make this black on both sides. Yeah, just have a little more. But I'm still I'm totally. Good. I this like is, it. I like this it. Is one of the better ones for me, for sure. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Utah's doing it right. They're coming for that number one spot. Yeah, they are. Oh, man. That's going to be tough to rank these. Maybe we just have to pick the best one. Man, I almost wish the Utah Jazz was in black over here on the sides and the 50 in the bottom was black. Yeah. Oh, man. I still love it, though. That's nice. Ooh, a pressure line. Oh, man. When Washington Wiz here. Man. Eh, That's all right, but. So, All right, so Utah, here. Utah, Utah's up Toronto, there. Orlando, Toronto, Orlando, Boston, Boston, Chicago are the five for me. Do I want Phoenix or do I want? Because I didn't put, I'm not putting Chicago in there. So it's either Phoenix or man, that is nice. Yeah, Phoenix. Was that it? Phoenix, or yeah. I had another one that I liked, right? Or was it Chicago? It was either Phoenix. I think it was Chicago. Or Phoenix. All right, I'll go Chicago. We'll put Chicago yeah. there. So, Chicago, Boston, uh, Orlando, Chicago, Boston, Orlando, uh, and these last two, which was Toronto, Utah, yeah, Utah and Toronto. Yeah, nice. And Phoenix yeah. is is honorable mention too, but yeah, well, yeah, Phoenix honorable mention. We'll give that for sure. Nice. Those are pretty. Those are. Pretty interesting courts for sure. Yeah. Some of those are eh, some of those are really nice. Absolutely. Um, did we miss anything on this side of things? So. Mr. BJ, we did not. That's BJ's best. That's right, yeah. Drew. And well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the open, but man, how about those Rangers? Rangers. You, it, in the grand scheme of things, Drew, I know that this may not be the most watched World Series of all time, but. Gosh darn it, doesn't it still matter to some people? It still matters to you. It still matters to me. And it still matters around the Metroplex. I know you are, you know, a a Metroplex groupie at heart, even though you have transplanted yourself elsewhere now. But, um, I mean, I'll tell you what. I I, Last night we were watching the end of the game and thought it was either the 4th of July or New Year's. Somebody was shooting off firecrackers or fireworks or something somewhere around here uh, because of it. I, I was amazed that, you know, I, I can remember when the Mavericks won their title back in 2011. I don't think there was th- that much hubbub or, or you know, 
kind of deal made and may have had different neighbors back then. I, I can't remember. It's been, it's been a long time, but just think about this, Drew, what we saw may never be seen again in postseason history in world series history, just all the records that the Rangers set this year along the way to the, to the title. It's tough to say that they, even though they didn't have the best record in baseball, I don't think anybody's saying that this title that they're not the the best team this year because they had times where they were the best team in baseball. They started off so well, even what's that? They were unstoppable sometimes. I was going to say that the way their offense was, they set like, I think not just franchise records, but they may have been close to setting uh, records for league in terms of how many double digit run games they scored, how many double digit run victories they had total. I mean, they were blowing the doors off. Yeah, and then as as the season goes along, you have injuries. Injuries happen to everybody and everything. Um, yeah, uh, you saw Degrom didn't pitch massive. from May that, until you know the start of next year. That that's one that's gonna when you see that early in the season like that, I'm like oh, well, season over. Let's go ahead and start planning for next year type. And stuff. there were a lot of people, rightfully so, that probably felt that way. But that mm-hmm. was not the case for the front office. That's not the case for the club. And that's what you'd hope because I mean. Oh, you lose to Grom? Oh, well, well, let's just go and get his teammate over in New York. Bring in Max Scherzer, who kind of steadied the ship. You bring in Jordan Montgomery, who, like, a lot of people thought, oh, this is just another Cardinal scrub for, washed up this year because the Cardinals just had a down year. No, he proved that the way he likes to pitch and, and trying to get swings and misses and chases as opposed to just dotting the zone, that can work. Nathan Avaldi, who will forever be remembered in Boston for what he did in the 2018 World Series, even though he lost that game, you know, he allowed the Red Sox to withstand the Dodgers and, and win that series. And I mean, 10 and 1 in the postseason, 5 and 0 this year. No other starting pitcher has won five games in a single postseason. Drew, no team had even won more than eight games on the road in a single postseason until the Rangers did it this year. They won 11. They were 11 and 0. That's never going to be seen again. I can't imagine it being seen again. It won't because we're awesome. I, I don't think it will. I, I think Unless it's, we it's, do it's, it. It's, it's going to be almost impossible to top because you've got to be a wild card team. You've got to, I mean, the only way it probably could have been topped is if they had gone five against Baltimore and then won the big game five in Baltimore they would have been potentially 12 and 0 uh, on the road. So, or if they had played, you know, if Arizona had had home field and they played two there, uh, then three at home and two there again, like similar to the Houston series, Mm -hmm. that's the only way that you could even get, you know, maybe two more games. So I think the, the most that anybody could do potentially is 13 and 0 having won all of the games on the road, but they won 13 games. They were 13, and I believe I want to say four in the postseason. Was it three? We lost. We lost. No, we went three seven. to Houston and 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 one to Arizona. You're correct. So they were thirteen and four, and eleven drew eleven of those wins came on the road. I don't think that's ever going to be seen again, unless we do it. Unless we do it. But I'm, you know, I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly content to, just to. Finally have one, Drew. Uh, you know the heartbreak of, of oh, 2011. and I'm greedy now. Uh-uh. Uh, hey, 
You know, I'm back in the playoffs and we made it all the way to the World Series and won that thing. Uh, we're just getting started, Bubba. You 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 know how long Corey signed on for? You know how long Marcus Simeon signed on for? You know DeGrom and Scherzer just got here. You think they want to leave now? You think they want to leave? When we got Adolis, he grew up here. Do you he know that Evan, the player that he is here, man? Where, do you know that Evan Carter is still going to be considered a rookie for the entirety of next Carter year? Just had the most doubles in postseason history, yeah. You Mr. haven't seen you, you've not seen Jack Leiter yet. We haven't you've seen not, Jack Leiter. You haven't seen Kamar Rooker or Rocker. You've not seen Wyatt Langford, who just got drafted this year. Like there's talent. Just a nice. there there is talent and there there's potential to extend this championship window beyond just this year. As much as everybody talked about Arizona being built to, to be a team that can make it back in years to come. Rangers have are tied for the third best odds of any team for next year behind Atlanta and the Dodgers. We're fixing to do some Astro stuff, but we're not going to cheat. I like that. I like the thought of that. We're going to be postseason relevant for that long. I would say we, we got words. about six, six, six straight years. We, we've got relevant. we've got one. They've got two in air quotes. We need to catch up. I think we need to catch up to them. Well, how, what do you we're say? We're going back to back, BJ. That's we're going to catch up. That's your that's your bold prediction. Going back to back, back to back. Well, back to considering back. that two years ago nobody was thinking that the Rangers would ever get back, the fact that they yeah. could go back to back is still mind boggling. And four but, years ago we didn't even have the new field, and I was covering this team. That's right, you were. I spent many a day at the old field. I spent many a day here at the new field. Uh, you know when. I was, I was lucky enough to go to the first game of the National League Championship Series back in 2020, the first game at Global Life Field that had fans. You had to, we all had to do the, the COVID precautions, wear the mask, everything like that, because it was still in the height of the pandemic. I would not have even thought when I went to that game and saw Corey Seager playing for the Dodgers that one day after I saw him, you know, they didn't win that night against Atlanta in the NLCS. Uh, they did come back from a 3-1 deficit to – to win and, and went on to win the World Series that year, the Dodgers did. But I would you would have, you know, considered me a, you know, poop eater almost if, if you told me back then that uh, Corey Seager would be a Ranger in three seasons, four years from then, and he would win another World Series MVP title and lead Texas to the promised land for the first time. And I think it's honestly – Really fitting today of all days, Drew, right after the Rangers won their first World Series, the man responsible in maybe to some extent for the, the loss in 2011, not Ron Washington, but Nelson Cruz announced his retirement, retirement from MLB ball. on the day after the Rangers finally get it done. I, he could retire a Ranger. He was best known for what he did while he was with the Rangers, but and what he did not well, yeah, what he did and what he didn't do, but <laughs> I just what he did so, he somehow, did. some way, there, there is funny timing in this world of ours. That's BJ's best, Drew. There we go. I like that BJ's best, and I don't I know, do too. Come, <laughs> I don't know if he'll come, uh, retire a Ranger or not, but Nelson Cruz, we'll have to see. And, uh, man, yeah, shout-out to the Rangers and shout-out to our Rangers gear here today. Man. That's right, Drew. And Great I've seat. got some World Series merch coming on the way. And if you would like to get some World Series merch, 
why don't you go over and shop our friends over at Fanatics. Drew, I saw that they've got a deal still going on until the end of the night. If you are wanting to get some World Series merch, it may not apply. But any other merch you might be looking for, you can get up to 50% off for some fantastic savings by using the promo code SPICE. This is going to end at midnight tonight. That's Eastern time on Thursday, November the 2nd. But World Series gear, you can celebrate the Rangers in style. My gear is coming here pretty soon. Those City Edition jerseys that we'll be talking about here pretty soon are available on sale now at Fanatics. You can get yourself some weekly deals if you become a Fanatics MVP. You get exclusive deals that aren't available to just anybody. But whatever your heart's desire is, you can find it over at Fanatics because Fanatics is officially licensed everything. That's right, BJ. You guys go get that Rangers merch and support the new World Series champions. And after you do that, make your way on over to Team Public and shop with our guys over there. There's no sale, unfortunately. You're catching it at the wrong time, but you can still get the gift of free shipping. And if you guys, you get up bright and early for work in the morning, you can get that fix of sports and your morning coffee to prepare you for the work day ahead. We've got you covered with it as well. Listen to episodes of The Lowdown while sipping from a lowdown mug. Go to the link in our description and shop for that lowdown mug. Start your day with The Lowdown. Absolutely, and Drew, as we do each and every week around this time, it's time to find out what is on Drew's mind. Well, BJ, this is another one of those days where, shoot, it's a tough Tough, tough choice to pick what's on Drew's mind today because there's a lot. But there's some cool news that came out earlier here today. BJ, and I want to jump over to it. Not a whole lot of stuff that I can give you about it because it kind of spoils it. If you ever want to finally watch this show <laughs> or the, the spinoffs that are coming along with it, then BJ, you can check out. House of the Dragon season two next Ooh. coming out next summer. Or you can check out another prequel series that is coming out for Game of Thrones called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. It's going to begin production this spring, so it's going to be coming after House of the Dragon Season 2, obviously, Mm -hmm. probably beginning of 2025 sometime. But we're loaded with content from Game of Thrones universe with House of the Dragon. It was great news because of the writer's strike. We didn't get to continue things at the pace that they were going initially. That's, that's what I was just about to say. Isn't it great timing that the writer strikes over? Hopefully the actor strike coming to an end here pretty soon as well. And right. so they can start making some new stuff again. Right. So they're making content right now for House of the Dragon. That filming ought to be done here pretty soon. Season one debuted on my birthday last year, BJ. So that would be August 21st for you guys. Mm-hmm. Don't know that out there. Make sure you write it on your calendar. Send me a little birthday gift <laughs> to the lowdown. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it, it debuted back then in the uh, in the later part of August. So I'm anticipating a before debut here to possibly end around that time, maybe in early August or something like that. But uh, I'd have to go back and look because as a Game of Thrones nerd, you know, waiting for the new seasons to come about years ago, when back when it took two years to get season eight, when everybody got this point, 
Yeah. I was hearkening back all the you just have time to think about Game of Thrones so much. So you just hearken back. Well, let's see. When did season one come out? When did season two come out? When did season three come out? All those seasons and the months, the seasons that they came out. Well, when do you think this next one's gonna come out? Type stuff. And that's what I'll be doing with this house, the dragon, playing with that and seeing when exactly it could debut. And I'm probably gonna hearken back to Game of Thrones and see what's going on with that. But since we know it's coming in the summer. It'll, it'll either be the middle of it or the end of it, right around the same time the first season debuted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, have it kind of a two years later type thing. Um, How long did it take the first season by the time they started production of it to when it premiered? Oh, I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Okay, I was to say that's that's usually what I would do if you know, depending on how long that takes and anything that might be necessary, like any. Uh, computer, you know, editing like graphics people or, or anything like special effects artists. Um, like it, it depends on how long it takes them if they've got to add stuff in to, to make that product come, come, you know, because it's not just the filming and everything like that. Once you begin production of it, a lot of the time and why it takes so long after it's filmed to see it is because they go in and, and add the effects and everything like that to make it look and pop. And I just came across something on here, which I didn't see this before. I began talking about Game of Thrones here today in House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon Season 2 will debut in early summer 2024. So I was kind of on the right okay. track. So it's probably we're probably going to see it in June. Or- They're going to try to go back to back with House of the Dragon Season 2 leading into another prequel, maybe? Well, no, 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 no. The, the prequel, that doesn't start shooting until the spring. Oh, okay. So it won't be ready until the following year. That might be something that will lead into House of the Dragon's third season. So when uh, Tales of Dunkin' Egg uh, get kicked off. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is that the... Hold on. Is there other news, too? Is there? I missed that. Is there? Well, you got the Hedge Knight one and Dunkin' Egg. Oh! Well, heck, multiple, they're getting going. They're getting going, Drew. All right, so they're getting, You're... so they are intending to do the Dunkin' Egg show. I didn't see this either. I only saw the other two. So they're, they're <laughs> railing in all the spinoffs right now. So season two, Flush House with Con- Dragon, is early next summer. And then Dunkin' Egg, another spinoff series, Tales of Dunkin' Egg, will shoot in spring of 2024. And The Hedge Knight, We'll begin. We'll begin production this spring. Okay. Well, I well, shoot that they're beginning the same time. Is that the same movie? Okay, I'm tripping. I'm I might be overthinking what I'm doing here. <laughs> they got two different titles here. Prequels, a game, uh, night, a night of the seven kingdoms, the hedge knight, and then tales of Duncan Egg. I'm pretty sure it is going to be two different series. I'm not tripping over here. But they're saying they're starting shooting at the same time, so it's like, whoa. Yeah, they, they probably they are. are definitely two different titles. So they, it's maybe mm-hmm. just a coincidental thing, and they're starting at the same time. Let's hope that, because I, I don't want to look dumb right here. I look You're about to be flush with content, man, in the Game oh, of Thrones man. universe. It's just going to be in a rotation once things get going. It's It, it depends on when they when they plan to drop. I bet it's going to end up being in a sequence so we're not without Game of Thrones really anymore. So fans don't have to wait the one and a half and two years that they did years (laughs) in the past. Now we're going to have three shows running at uh, all the same time by 2025. House of the Dragon will be on its third season to drop at some point then. Tales of Dunkin' Egg will will drop at some point then as well. And so will uh, The Hedge Knight. So a lot of Game of Thrones content coming out. So 
Um, Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. I mean, it's all the same dang universe, but it's just yeah. exciting to see. And uh, it's crazy that it's been over a year since the debut of season one. And uh, we still won't get uh, season two for almost two full years after the season one debut. That yeah. is some typical Game of Thrones-ish right there to make that us makes sense. Really two years. But the writer's strike and, and all that had a big part yeah. to do with it, or we would have probably gotten in a whole lot better time. And they'll probably hopefully make up for it on the back end from season two to season three transition. Season two will have less episodes, I believe, than season one, which we had eight in season one. Mm-hmm. No, we had ten. Had ten. So ten to eight. Ten, so we're gonna have eight probably okay. in this second season. And they'll be longer, you think? Uh no, the no, probably not. They only did that with season eight of Game of Thrones a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the episodes were extended too much. Gotcha. Much, but uh, I don't. I don't think they would extend them in this season. If they do, they'd be awesome. I mean, just little mini movies every night, like they are anyway. But yeah, but yeah, that's what's on Drew's mind. The Game of Thrones universe here with House of the Dragon coming out early next summer. Gonna be awesome. Well, let's get back into it. We still got a ton to go over. We got the uh, WNBA draft lottery that has been announced. When that's going to be happening, Drew? It's going to be smack dab in the middle of a triple header on ESPN on December the 10th. It'll happen about 4.30 Eastern between the last two games of the Basketball Hall of Fame Women's Showcase that day. They'll be playing uh, three games back-to-back-to-back on ESPN, uh, and the four teams that will be qualified for the upcoming lottery are, of course, the Indiana Fever, the Los Angeles Sparks, Phoenix Mercury and the Seattle Storm. Yes, indeed, BJ. And uh, I saw, I believe, just a graphic. Who do you think will get the number one pick out of these four teams? And I tossed in a bit of chaos just because <laughs> we need this team to get back into the fold, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. Indiana Fever get back to back number one picks. That just, would be crazy compared to considering they had never had one to begin with until last right. year to get back to back. Correct. And I feel like they're going to need somebody of that caliber to join them to get out of the the non-playoff slump that they've had. They haven't seen playoffs since Tamika Catchings was there, which has been seven seasons now. She's retired from the game. And you got to find a way back. I mean, you got enough. You've you've drafted enough young talent. You haven't kept it all. I mean, Emily Emily Inksler's no longer there. Nalissa Smith is there. Aaliyah Boston Mm -hmm. is there. That's your franchise center. Uh, you still got Kelsey Mitchell, a dynamic guard. And, I mean, you've got weapons out there that can help. Grace Berger, a young young player out there as well. Uh, they don't have Destiny, uh, Destiny Henderson anymore. She's not with the team. But, I mean, they've been able to weed out what they want to keep around. And under Lynn Dunn, things are moving a little bit better now. I think they get the luck of the draw one more time and get that number one pick. I was horrendously wrong in the order of it last year. I'll try it again now. Okay. Uh, number one pick, Indiana Fever. Number two pick, Phoenix Mercury. Number three pick, Seattle Storm. Number four pick, LA Sparks. So you're just basically going with the most odds. So no, Indiana and, and uh, Phoenix are one and two in terms of who has the best odds to get those picks. And then you flip Seattle and, uh, and uh, uh, LA. Whatever works. Whatever works. We'll see it how it all so, shakes out. That's going to be on uh, December the 10th. The rest of the first round will go like this. Dallas, Washington, 
Minnesota, Atlanta, Dallas again, Connecticut, then the Liberty and the Sparks. And so it's going to be really interesting to see who gets that number one picture. Is it going to be Caitlin Clark that ends up being number one selected? If she gets in the draft. Hmm. And you think she will? Possibly. That's possible. Make more money in college. I would stay. I would stay. If I had one more eligible year and I knew I'd probably be number one the next year anyway, I'd probably stay. I wouldn't blame her. I wouldn't blame her either. And man, what sickens me about this when you start reading off the rest of the first round, I'm like, oh my God, Dallas again with two first round picks. Like, mm-hmm. well, I hate that we're here again. But they had a good year and they, they got helped by Chicago having not a good year. I understand, but <laughs> it's problematic for them because it's more, it's, 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 good. we thought last year was bad with what the talent they had and what they had to weed out to get to where they are. It's going to be so much worse next year because they have three players that did not see action for them that were supposed to be on the team this last year. Diamond Shields, who was out with the knee injury. Lou Lopez, who was out also with an injury. And uh, uh, Sores, who didn't even, who didn't, who knew that, who, who they knew was going to be out with an injury all year. So, like, three players that they, I'm sure expect to be contributors even going into next year. I mean, Diamond, they wanted her to be a big part of this when they lost, you know, the forwards that they did and Alicia Gray and Kayla Thornton. That was who they first brought in. She's going to be a, a significant piece in, in the rotation going forward. Like, who, So who does that weed out from the current uh, pile that you have? Um, and then Lou Lopez, provided she gives you what you anticipate she, she can as a rookie, and she does make the team, who does that weed out for you? Does that boot out of Crystal Dangerfield, who had a really nice year for you? Um, so, so how does that work out with your cuts again? Or do you get back to what you've always been doing, drafting these players, these young rookies, and cutting them once again? So, like, what is the point of your, your draft asset process if once you get these players, all they do for you is compete in camp and then you cut them? Because yeah. at this point, this is going to be – we thought last year was the hardest camp. Well, now it's going to be even harder next year because they had they got those three players on the shelf that they expect to return, plus two top ten picks that will be in the mix as well. Like, how how difficult is that now? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy out here. It's a 12-person roster, three players waiting in the whims, and you will draft two in the first round, plus however many more picks that they have. Uh, throughout the draft. I don't know what the rest of their draft looks like for 2023, but still, I mean, that's that's five that'll be competing with what you already have. I mean, exactly. Uh, and, and off the top, I don't know what their free agency looks like, but um, I, I think Satu might be due for a deal. I think she might have actually redone one this year. I yeah, I thought remember. so. I've been uh, – it's it hasn't been a, a, an on-point wings year for me. I've been – but it's still a lot to figure out and just drafting – some more high talent, you know, young players in the first round and the first, you know, uh, 10 picks is just here we are again. Like, okay, which one of these, which one of these top 10 picks that you draft in these two spots are are going to lose? I mean, they're going to get their, it's going to be their dream to be drafted in the top 10 in the lottery of the WNBA. And then they're going to get cut. I mean, will it, will we have another Chelsea Dungy like career where they're kind of there for the first, they, maybe they make the team or there for the first year, don't really play. And then, they're done with they're done with their playing career now they're just coaching or your your Bella Hallery you play for a year you take a year off then you decide you don't want to come back to basketball now a couple of top well what seven picks from those two girls so I mean it's just another shuffle of play like where's Charlie Charlie wasn't able to find a team last year the number one overall pick 
Yeah. Are they going to part? Are they going to part with a walk if you bring in Sorez and you know that fits more what you want to do here? Do you keep Kalani Brown, another top pick? You didn't draft this one, but put another one on the shelf to go find another team. I don't know, but um, it's it's a weird world out there in Dallas where they just always end up in this exact position all the time, yeah. where they're either cutting people that they brought in and told you were going to be a big part of things, or cutting the people that they draft saying that these assets are going to be a big or like use utilize these assets for the team going forward. And, yeah. you know, it just be players that end up, you know, making it through training camp, maybe make the team ride the bench all the year and, and, and are gone the next year or, or they do that for two years and then they're gone. I mean, that's the Charlie Collier case or you can, yeah. the Chelsea Dungey case. Um, I don't know. Or, or, or the player makes the team. And they go to another team and find success like they always do. Yeah. I mean, if Ashley uh, Jones would have ended up staying on the Aces roster, she would have been a champion this year. But uh, Kayla Thornton got to play in the finals this year on her new team. Uh, So it just continues. There's one player at least, (laughs) it seems like every year, that finds immediate, you know, success, you know, the following year. Alicia Gray became an all-star. I mean, yeah. So Alicia Gray, all-star. Kayla Thornton playing in the WNBA finals, two firsts. I mean, you can't really can't really beat that for those guys. But no. um, as far as this lottery goes, BJ, uh, the the Sparks are kind of due for an LA franchise that needs to kind of get back into the mix. They missed the playoffs a lot lately. Really haven't been the same since uh, you know the Candace Parker era back when she was getting playing time in the playoffs. Derek Fisher not playing her sometimes. Don't <laughs> Um, yeah, and the Sparks are, are a team that's you know got multiple championships under its belt and have just kind of been out of the mix for a while, and that's yeah. one of those teams that you want to get back in the fold, kind of like how the Lakers were out of it for a little while at the at the the uh, tipping of the Kobe era into mm-hmm. what eventually became LeBron, um, and then they were just kind of afloat adrift in the NBA for a while. Um, New York Liberty. Uh, well, I might jump into New York Liberty. Let's stay in the lottery here, buddy. <laughs> um, just saw the name and ended up talking about it. Phoenix Mercury. Um, they're going to have a, a time to rebuild their roster now um, with a top four pick. I mean, that's going to help out things. It just depends on who ends up staying. I know people have some extra mm-hmm. COVID years, but uh, lottery coming on December 10th, BJ, was the date on mm-hmm. that. And it's going to be 30 minutes at uh, 3.30 Central, 4.30 Eastern. And uh, you already mentioned it was going to be between the last two games of the basketball Hall of Fame Women's Showcase triple header that day. The draft is scheduled for April 15th when we get around to that. Let's go ahead and try and bust through some things here. Our drug on draft lottery a little bit longer than intended. <laughs> I always end up doing these things. A babble mouth over here, BJ. Don't let me do that. <laughs> um, uh, just want to. Jump into this because it's almost old news now. The Las Vegas Aces championship, of course, going back to back, and they had their championship parade, and they've had them a little tour going around, having having some fun. I mean, saying all, uh, saying whatever during their parade, whatever. Becky As you'd expect, saying Asia Wilson going to be the goat of all goats, and uh, you know they go into the the Usher concert. They got to dance on stage. Usher sang to Asia Wilson and fed her a chocolate strawberry or what? What's going Wilding on? Wilding out over there, man? I mean, it, it is Vegas. Yes. Wild days. They're definitely having the time of their lives, though. 
as they um, should. I mean, what first first back to back champion in twenty plus years? I mean, they got to they got to live it up. Oh yeah, big time. They they've had great parades and you know uh, commentary and celebration the past couple of years. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been definitely fun to watch them enjoy themselves. That's for sure. And uh, they'll they'll have a lot of pieces uh, coming back for them next year to try and do it again yeah. for a third Can straight time. And hopefully one of those persons that comes back is the legendary Candace Parker. Good ride off into the quote unquote sunset in this one. What mm-hmm. would I almost want to pose the question? Is this can this possibly be a ride into the sunset situation? Yes, you won your championship. Yes, you did play for this team a little bit, but you weren't a part of the championship run through the playoffs. It doesn't hit the same as it would if you were playing. I know yeah. Candace feels I, I say I know. I would imagine Candace feels that way as well. So I mean, while while you could retire off and uh go into the sunset with this championship and be a yeah. part of their back to back, it's not back to back for you. It is your third title, but I don't think she's yeah, I don't think she's leaving. I, I think, think she's coming back. back. So we could we could see some more Candace Parker next year. I think right? so. If if we're gonna see more DT, we need to see more Candace Parker. <laughs> well, it seems like we don't have a choice to see more DT. She's gonna be calling <laughs> until she's Nancy's age. She <laughs> DT is just she just refuses to retire. That's just yeah. Like, she's just like no, I will keep playing. <laughs> yeah, she's coming back for another one, and uh, yeah. I imagine. I would, I would imagine whoever they draft is going to. Take this could be the going to be waiting in the wings. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they're hoping they can get the number, get number one, one, and then Caitlin comes on out, and they can get Caitlin and be like, "All right, that's a great transition." DT to Caitlin Clark. Mm, it's pretty that, simple. Man, that would be something. Yeah, they don't deserve it, but whatever. no. <laughs> well, Seattle Storm. We'll see what happens with them. Joel Lloyd's still out there. Somehow missed out on the first team with all the buckets that she got this year. All WNBA first team didn't make that. Um, She's going to be coming back good with Jordan Horston and some company out there. Hopefully they can get a top pick to help them out and uh, be a little bit more relevant again because just get Joel a little help. Maybe they fight for that playoff spot at the bottom like the Chicago Sky did this year. Who knows? But we'll see. I don't know how I got off on that tangent again. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm just I'm everywhere with that. Anyway, yeah. Chicago Sky got a new general manager. While we're just drifting off to other teams now, or Drew is anyway. Chicago Sky new general manager BJ. Uh, I'm gonna let you say his name because I'm fear like I'm gonna butcher it. Okay, if I'm if I'm right, and please don't shoot me if I'm wrong. It's uh, Jeff Pagliocha. Jeff Pagliocha. Okay. Because yeah. I couldn't remember how you had said it earlier. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this one up. So Chicago Chicago Sky have named Jeff Pagliocha as their general manager. The organization announced it earlier on Tuesday. We record this mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, Weatherspoon and Pagliocha replaced James Wade, who served as the organization's head coach and GM. And now they finally split the two jobs in Chicago, yeah. which I think is the better move. Anyway, um, he was GM and head coach from 2019 to July 1st when he announced he was leaving as assistant coach for the Raptors. Um, It's a good thing for Chicago to have the position split. I think it's a a lot more stress off of whoever the head coach is. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, we know who the head coach is, Weatherspoon. But uh, it's definitely kind of – I mean, 
it's split. I think it's better to split things up so people can focus on being the GM and focus on being the head coach instead of yeah. trying to do, to, both to do both at the same both, time. Yeah. It just ends up working out better when you when and, you have the split roles. I think they got a championship out of it, mind you. And Jeff, yeah. James Wade was a great coach, and uh, still is a great coach. But I'm I'm amazed that Pagliocha is the first just GM, and they'd always had a head coach and and GM. Yeah, a, a lot of teams, uh, you know, have the joint roles. Some teams have it split up. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It hasn't always uh, been the case for everybody. But um, I'm I'm kind of surprised it took this long. But as long as James Wade was still in there in that position, then nothing was going to change. If it didn't yeah. change before Wade got there, it wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, while he was there, anyway, because um, well, shoot, I don't even know, like. He he'd had to have been a big part of the process of finding a GM if he was going to step down from the spot. Yeah. Like here, let me help you find a person I think is right for this position, yeah. someone I think I could work with. And then now the Chicago Sky get to pick that for themselves mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. on both fronts. I think it's I think it could work out very well, especially with the talent that they've got. Still, I mean, they were a player. They're going to be fun next year, yeah. man. especially while they're healthy and they get all those players back that they're missing. They didn't have Rebecca Gardner a whole lot. They lost Izzy for the whole season. I mean. Yeah. And I mean, it's. I think it's gonna. It's gonna be a really fun team next year. I think really. so too. Yeah. Um. So that's the news over there with the Chicago Sky, and uh, we'll jump. Since we're jumping cities, I jumped around. We've made made our way over to Chicago now. Now let's slide over to Portland, but they won't yeah. let us in because expansion is on hold. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that is very recent news, BJ. That that dropped out in front of us. This yes, morning, right? Talking about Portland's bid for a WNBA expansion franchise has been deferred after it had previously emerged as the likely candidate for the league's next team to complete the uh, the two teams being added to the league that we're trying to do here, so we don't have the weird odd number of thirteen. Um, yeah, but- it's it's one of those. I think that there was you know uh, one of the prospective owners had had left uh, after coming into some issues with the league like a, about a week or so ago, if I'm, if I remember reading right. Um, and so that's, that's, I think the kind of the biggest holdup on, on what went wrong is that, you know, they, everything looked good, but when you lose one of the primary backers and, and the prospective owner of the expansion team, it's, it's tough to find somebody on such short notice. Well, I've got something here uh, in the letter obtained by ESPN on Wednesday, Engelbert to, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden Engelbert said, quote, in light of the potential renovation of the Moda Center currently anticipated to take place during consecutive summers, consideration of a WNBA franchise for Portland will be deferred for now until the timing and scope of the arena improvements are settled. So you can very much probably expect Portland to be on that next round of two teams that comes on in. So it'll be Portland and maybe a – uh, a Toronto because that's that's yeah. another one that's not going to be immediately available. So yeah. uh, next expansion, once hopefully we remember that when the time comes around to talk about the possible teams being uh, Portland and uh, Toronto. But for right now, it leaves kind of a question mark. But since they were in the in the whims trying to go for Portland, I feel like you know maybe Kathy can pick back up on that Denver progress that she had not too long ago when she was making visits out there about expansion. Maybe they yeah. can slide up to the forefront, you know, fresh off that NBA championship, hungering for more basketball. Maybe yeah. they get it sooner rather than later. And Denver comes out from under everybody. No, 
everybody's noses and we get two brand new franchises instead of re, uh, resurrecting an old one already. It's possible, Drew. I, I think Denver's probably got to be considered the favorite right now, but I still think that there's a possibility that they look into uh, another target on the east uh, in the eastern side of things, and maybe if they're going to go with with the the expansion into the Bay Area for the 13th team, then they'll look at the East Coast and and puts a team in the Eastern Conference as the 14th. It's possible as opposed well, to having well, to shift it. Yeah. I, I... See, that's the thing, you know, I, I'm hoping they do it kind of that way and do it in, instead of having to shift people from one conference or another, like moving Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, out of their conference. Cause it's just, I mean, and that's one of the dynasties of the league too. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just one of those weird things. Do, do we not care about the history as much to not try and make a, make sure we bring back a team like the comments and then force uh, a links team that has dominated one conference and then just boot them over to the other one to get two shiny new ones in here. Yeah. I don't know, but does it totally matter? I don't. I don't no. know because they still go to the playoffs without conferences. So the conferences yeah. are just kind of for look see and just kind of for say that we got split conferences here and making yeah. for, for travel purposes for some teams throughout the course of the season. But as far as you know how it equates to playoffs and beyond, it don't mean nothing. Now that you've uh, added no so Eastern, many games, you yeah, you really there's no don't Eastern have to worry Conference about. finals or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, everything yeah. is played in a series now. Um, it's uh, it, it's not gonna, it's not, it's not holding weight. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, it's gonna be interesting, Drew. I, I, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why they're looking at you know just cities as opposed to having to that balance. I mean, if if that's the case, then why even have the monikers of Western and Eastern conferences? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, at a certain point, I, I don't. Maybe they're going to keep it like that because they, as they expand, maybe they'll go to what the NBA is doing and have the Eastern and Western uh, yeah. finals again. I mean, they used to have an East-West thing, but yeah, you no. Know, maybe once the teams expand and maybe the playoffs expand for more teams to add to it once. I mean, that would probably be 2026 once the four teams are added yeah. over the years. At the earliest. Or 2027, yeah. shoot, yeah. because we're not getting the other ones to compete until 2025. So, um so yeah, I mean it's probably going to be a bit, but yeah. I mean, Portland's on hold. We'll see. You know, we we got one for sure, old. but we'll we'll see what else happens. And you know, the yeah. fact that we got the one as long as we've been doing the show, and we thought that there was you know <laughs> never going to be an addition as long as they were talking about it, and no progress. Yeah, Golden State in question mark, and then possibly later down the question road, mark, question Portland, mark. more than likely see Portland and Toronto. I'm willing to bet. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Denver. Yeah, maybe Denver. Maybe that's that question mark team, man. I think that – I don't know if Denver has a good chance to get in the second time around if they don't take advantage of this right now. While Kathy's already visiting you, the spot is now vacated. Yeah. Portland's not in the mix. It's time. It's time. Fresh championship in the NBA. Strike while the iron is hot. Uh, yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. Well, there's our, uh, our bit of WNBA there for you. Now it's time for some with it or quit it. Oh, yeah. you, you thought I was going to end up accidentally dragging out this show way longer than we expected to today, but it didn't <laughs> happen. We were efficient this time around. I didn't do great on the first part, but we rectified things this time. Rectified things this time. It also helps when I'm a freaking bag of marbles bouncing around from teams and, teams and topics, but Aces Championship was almost essentially old news, but it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, we had to mention we're, it. We're time to play. It's time to play some with it or quit it, baby. And, well, let's uh, do it. I'm back at the range with this bad boy ready to ask BJ five good old questions. 
ladies and gentlemen. BJ, you ready? You ready to rock through this? I'm man? ready to rock. Let's do it, Drew. Let's do it, man. All right. Question number one, BJ. Question number one, BJ. There we go. I almost yeah. forgot about those bad boys. <laughs> That's all uh, You'd rather have stuffed crust pizza as opposed to thin crust pizza. Quit it or quit it? Yeah, quit it. I mean, I can, I like stuffed crust. I like thin crust, but I mean, most of the time it it may be a little too cheesy. So I'll just go with the regular thin crust. Okay. For some reason, I had I had you pegged as a, a stuffed crust guy. Maybe I'm, I'm actually I'm more big, hand tossed. I'm I'm hand tossed, and I like thin. I like mm -hmm. what the pizzas that I had. Yes, before this, I mean it's it's thin crust. Pretty, pretty much. It's not like it's there, there could be thinner crust versions of this pizza, but it's not. It's, it's not actually hand tossed, and it's definitely not stuffed. Yeah. Anyway, stop talking about pizza, Drew. <laughs> stop talking about pizza. Number two, Mr. BJ. Yes, sir. Number two, we'll see the Dallas Wings get their first championship in WNBA history and complete the Texas Championship Infinity Stone Gauntlet of Championships before the Cowboys win another one. With it or quit it? Oh, man. Well, that's a good question because right now, as, as tough as it might be for the Cowboys, I think it's even tougher to, tougher to unseat Vegas and, and New York. I'll go quit it again, <gasps> but not, not because I want to, you know, have faith in the Cowboys because that's a ship that, you know, it's never going to set sail again, but um, I, I just don't know. I mean, if, unless you, if you gave me a window, I might feel better about saying with it. I just, it, it, as of right now, the prospects are looking a little bit better for Dallas, the Cowboys than the wings. Okay. Back to back. Quit it's then. Yeah. You got more faith in the faith in the Cowboys and the wings. All right. We'll clip this. That's not, not saying that you're taking words out of context now <laughs> ah, man, i'm trying to stir up trouble yes you are you know better than that ah, question number three mr bj bj you like soda that's not the question but yes pib extra you ever had pib before yes pib extra is an underrated soda with it or quit it yeah, there was a time uh, that I was drinking more Pib than I was Dr. Pepper. So I will say with it, uh, I do like the taste of Dr. Pepper just a little too much better, as you can see. But for a while there, I drank, I, I think it was, you know, like two or three years that I was just Pib, Pib only. That's a good one, BJ. I like that answer. Question number 3.5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you believe that Pib Extra tastes like Dr. Pepper and Barks Root Beer mixed together. Without remembering what Barks tastes like offhand. The superior root beer. Yeah, well, I, I know. I'm, I'm not a big root beer connoisseur, though, is the thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to remember the taste. I Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm trying to taste. Trying to I've always, I've taste. always thought it. I only asked that because I personally think that. Um, that's always that's always what I've talked about with it. Like, man, Pib Pib is really good. It tastes like Dr Pepper and and Barks. Yes, to me. It's what it tastes yeah, like. definitely has hints of Dr Pepper. I had one. Absolutely does have taste of Dr Pepper in it for sure. Delicious. That's delicious. Good. Uh, well, that ruins the uh, all quidditch. That's, uh, that's not fun <laughs> now. All right. Well, moving on to number four, ladies number and gentlemen. Four. Gourmet popcorn. You believe that is nasty. 
with it or quit it? Gourmet popcorn as in like different cheese blends or the sweet versus salty popcorn? Gourmet popcorn as in something you probably typically only see in the wintertime. The big bins of the different flavored popcorns. Gourmet flavor. They had like car the caramel. They had yeah. some other. I, it's a, it just depends on the flavor to me, Drew. If it's, if it's like a different cheese or whatnot and it's still salty, then I'm absolutely going to say quit it. But a lot of the sweeter popcorns, I'm not as big a fan of. So I, it really just kind of depends. If you want to narrow it down, I'll, I'll say quit it just for for clarity, but I, I do have a, a point that I can agree with you on. Let's see if I can nail down these flavors for you. Yeah, there, there's like a mix. Like there's some that are like a mix okay. of different like cheeses or whatever. Like there's, and they're still salty. Some of these I haven't seen before, but apparently there's cookies and cream popcorn. Oh yeah, now kaleidoscope kettle kaleidoscope kettle popcorn. I have no idea what the heck that is. Celebration confetti popcorn. Yeah, anything sweet, I'm not as big into. If I'm going to eat popcorn, it needs to be salty. I'm going to need to look at these. That may, that may be one that we do. Oh, uh, pumpkin pie popcorn. I've definitely oh, no, seen, seen that in, in one in those bins before. Key lime pie popcorn. Uh, that's absolutely disgusting sounds of it. No. Can't do it. I like key lime pie, but I can't do it as popcorn. Like cherry popcorn? No, like I said, if it's if it's too sweet, it's not for me. Popcorn needs to be salty. Those are some weird flavors. I don't even want to go yeah. down that rabbit hole anymore. No. <laughs> Last but not least, BJ, question number five. Why am I putting my hand up? Okay. Because number five. Habit. And that's what, yeah, that's what we used to do. Uh, the Texas Rangers. Their celebration will be more wild than the Aces' was this year and last year combined. Because we're just crazy out here. With it or quit it? Quit it. I, I don't think that this group, this team, is... What about just the Aces is this year? No, I, I don't even That's think that. I mean, I, I don't... I mean, the, the most that you'll see... You don't think Scherzer's like, going to go out there and slam Budweiser's and mash them on his head five times? I think he's going to I mean, we, we saw a little bit of that last night, but that's that's about it. I mean, the, the parade is, is not going to be, I don't think, as, as wild as, as the Aces was. You're not going to see like a whole bunch of, you know, like social media stuff that comes out of it. I think you'll see, you know, oh, I think Corey yeah. Seager will go on one of the, the late night talk shows, but I think it's a little bit more reserved. I don't think that it's going to be as wild as, as the aces was. So I'm, I'm going to say quit it. So we got four out of five. Well, Hey, it doesn't have to be the Rangers being wild. The fan, we have some pretty crazy fans out here. Oh, well, we can have definitely have some crazy fans. I, yeah. I have, I have not gotten a bottle to pop and, spray around the backyard yet but give it time maybe this weekend maybe i'll i'll do go. some some bonus content on the, the the channel on socials over the weekend bj popping bottles for the popping range. bottles man popping bottles well bj that's with it or quit and that is the show drew that is indeed the episode my friend and oh i've still not broken this habit and it's right here staring me in my face <laughs> to do this at the beginning of the show but as i'm telling you now as we outro here to follow the lowdown wherever you get your podcasts make sure you follow us on social media as well if you're watching yes. us right now or you're watching us on playback all the uh, logos 
for what platforms we are on are above Mr. BJ right there. We got Threads, we got YouTube, we got Twitch, we got TikTok, we got Instagram, we got X, and we got Facebook. So make sure you guys follow us on all those platforms. The underscore lowdown. That's T H A underscore lowdown on all those platforms. Twitch, no underscore. Somebody stole it from us. But follow us on all those locations. We'd appreciate it very much. And rate and review, rate and review of course, over on Apple and Spotify. You can only uh, rate or you can only review on Apple, but you can rate on both Apple and Spotify. Go over there and hit those five stars for us over on Apple and Spotify. We would appreciate that so very much so that our podcast can get out there to more listeners like you and uh, get the word of uh, our basketball knowledge out there. And uh, make sure if you guys are watching over on YouTube, you like, comment, and subscribe. Like the video, comment on it, talk about some of the things that we've been talking about here today. It doesn't matter if it's after this uh, live recording or not. We'll still check back on the comments and we'll get some responses possibly to you. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube so you can keep up with all things the lowdown and all the content we put out, videos and shorts-wise. And uh, new episode, same time next week. Well, I say same time. We had a little early episode this week, live recording. So new episode again next week. We'll get to you on time. More than likely. Should be back to normal time. Possibly back to normal time. Uh, so look forward to uh, our normal schedule of the show uh, next week. Got anything to add, BJ? No, it's fun, Drew. We had a good time going around the association. We've done this almost 30 times now, man. Almost 30 times. One more time, and it'll be a 30-burger for us, BJ. 30-burger. That'll definitely do it for us here on part number 29, though, in this episode. We will catch you guys next time on another edition of the Lowdown Sports Show.